Podcasters Unplugged is part of the Edify Podcast Network. In my darkness, set me free. And I hear the Spirit calling me. Hello, this is Pastor Shane Eidelman of Westside Christian Fellowship. Because pastoring can be difficult, challenging, and exhausting, Pastors Unplugged is specifically designed to encourage those in pastoral ministry. I hope you enjoy this episode of Pastors Unplugged. Here we go with this next episode of Pastors Unplugged. Um, we're going to talk about an interesting topic here on marriage. And we're actually recording this on our 20-year wedding anniversary mark. And it's a difficult topic, I know, for pastors because, especially their wives, because they're often unnoticed and um, dealing with the most amount of problems at the church. So it gets frustrating and difficult. You feel like quitting. People hurt you. I mean, that just is, I think as soon as you realize that, it will become much more easy realizing, okay, I'm just the hands and feet of Christ. I can work on things when I need to, repent when it's warranted. But realizing Jesus got hurt and people hurt people and not wanting to you know, quit just based on emotions alone and what's hap- what's happening and what the challenges are. So this podcast is married in the ministry, but not to the ministry. So how do you find that balance with kids and stuff and different things? And special guest is my wife, Morgan. So hello, Morgan. She's going to just have to remember to talk a little bit loud because uh, the microphone here we're using, we're actually up on our 20 year anniversary and we're in a cabin and we brought a little uh, handheld mic to record this. So welcome. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Any any words of wisdom? Oh gosh. <laughs> that is the balancing act for sure. Married in the ministry and not to the ministry. Um, boy, isn't that there's just the uh, got to balance that. It's a hard, yeah. it's difficult, um, but it's doable. I think, you know, when the Lord calls you to ministry, he calls the husband, he calls the wife. Um, and it's no secret. You know, it's not a surprise to him that that you're going to have to balance your marriage, balance, balance the ministry. Um, I think there's definitely different seasons. You know, we've gone through seasons where maybe it feels more um, stressful, stressful, or... unbalanced, this or that. Um, but, you know, especially I think it's it's interesting um, in your in our scenario where you're not just the local church, but you've got, you know, there's a national ministry. We, we run a radio station, um, articles, different things like that, where uh, that definitely takes a lot more time than maybe if we were pastoring a um, if you were pastoring just a local pastor, congregation yeah. and, you know, and and everyone's different. But I think the Lord calls us and gives grace according to each situation where where he calls us to. Yeah, and I'll be adding more questions in here. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was a good point. I think that's the main takeaway at the beginning here is there are different seasons. Mm-hmm. So you might be in a season right now, like, I feel like giving up. I feel like quitting. This isn't working. This is what do we sign up for? The marriage is hard, especially if you're in your first year of marriage or maybe you're in a hard season. Understanding that there are seasons. Uh, there have been some, you know, we've, we've talked about before. You can look at Morgan's testimony on YouTube and... um you know, hear her testimony. I think it's on our church YouTube channel, just Morgan Eidelman testimony. I think it should pop up. My testimony, you know, how the first year was rocky. And then even, you know, years later, um, because, you know, personalities collide. I'm a type A 
you know, hardworking, get things done, not really emotional, touchy-feely, just driven. And she's the opposite. And so, you know, we can we cannot be on the same page <laughs> and had some hard talks. And I've had to work on things. She's had to work on things. Um, I think the bubble that burst was marriage is not perfect. Hmm. Uh, even when two Christians come together, that God uses marriage to break you and humble you. It's like his anvil, anvil, is that what that is? That, those mm -hmm. big metal uh, things that the, the metalsmith use to beat metal. In marriage, you know, the, the blessing of brokenness and God using it mm -hmm. to break us. And and I think the the next question would probably be, okay, how 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 can you not be married to the ministry with you know, so much you're called to do and, and how can you tell when you're off balance, you know, at least from your perspective? Mm -hmm. Um, it's a really good question. I think, I mean, I think number one, keeping your eyes on Jesus for sure. And going back to what has he called me to do and not taking more on your plate than is necessary. You know, early on, I think I specifically, maybe even more than you really wanted to be, be all to everyone and be at everyone's functions and be, you know, every every time the church doors were open, because I do love that. I even still want to want to be there all the time. And you know what? While you're there, this is going to be a fun interview too, because I'm drinking tea and you might hear me <laughs> slurping, eating a, eating a muffin on the side. Um, uh, well, gosh, now I get ruined your train of thought. But anyway, on that note, like even now, expectations like people get upset if you're not at that birthday party, potluck, yeah. child event, to your, you know, how 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 do you deal with that even in the yeah. future? Yeah. So early on, it was I think it was really difficult for me. I think I just had an expectation of myself, maybe of this is what a pastor's wife does. You have to be play a, the piano, be, sing worship, <laughs> be at every event, be at every function, make yes. sure you're. Uh, host all leave. kinds of things, all the things that I'm not good at. I am not a great cook. I am not a great, uh, I don't play any piano or any instrument. Although if I could play an instrument, I would definitely do the drums. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine? Dun -dun -dun. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Um, and, and it's a good balance because I like uh, to cook as far as, you know, quick Praise healthy the Lord things, and you know. our, some of our daughters. So God knows. But, um, you know, so I had expectations of myself, I think, even maybe more so than people put on me because we've had an amazing congregation. Oh, Honestly, gosh. over I mean, the last 12 years, I can't even think of a better group of people that we're just honored. Um, I think this will so, help a lot of pastors wise because I think this is one of the main struggles is yeah. how can I say no? How can yeah. I spend more time with my family right. without people? With, yeah. You know? And there's just a, you know, it, it took some time to learn that it's okay to say no. It took time to learn that it, you don't have to give an explanation for every no that you give. Sometimes you can just say, no, that's not going to work for me. And, you know, we'll talk later. And, and it created know. a little bit of conflict in our marriage initially because mm -hmm. I was the opposite. I'm like, <laughs> I learned, oh, yeah. I, I can just say, sure. uh, no, here's the boundaries. And, For you know, sure. because I'm a little bit older yeah. and working, you know, my background. And I, I realized in my 20s mm -hmm. that I had to set boundaries or yeah. everything's going to fall apart. Definitely. You, that's the that's the key word right there, boundaries. And that's what I've really had to learn over the years. Um, not perfectly, you know, still working on it. Um, but definitely, you know, when you... Re it's so hard because we started our kids at the time. We only had three only. <laughs> that was a lot at the time. Um, but we had three. They were five, three and one when we started. Ooh, and, boy, you know, boy. they're rambunctious and it was hard. I remember uh, after church, Shane would just be more like, can you just take them home? Like, it's, I can't even focus. I can't really minister. And I wanted to be there ministering to people, helping people, praying with people, but it just wasn't that season. And so when 
when I had to remember that, um, you know, my first priority is the home. And Shane, too, you know, the, the pastors themselves, too, that your first ministry is your family, is the home. And I think if we we just have to keep that as a priority, then everything else tends to fall into place. So I think I started by saying just not taking on too much and, and balancing, you know, what, what to say yes to, what to say no to, because not every good thing is a God thing. We hear that a lot. Yes. It's kind of cliche, but it's so true. You know, there can be a lot of good opportunities in ministry. But doesn't mean that's what the Lord wants you to do. So just taking it to prayer, asking him, okay, what, what aligns with what you've called me to do? What needs to get done? What can wait for later? Um, and then date nights, which we've kind of fallen away from, to be honest. So here's our accountability right here. Oh, take, yeah. that's true. Take me out on date. I'm surprised. <laughs> we are tonight. I know. This whole uh, week, actually. But, but we used to do two every every other Tuesday, I think, consistently. Right. And it's just, you know, life comes up. You have more kids. It, it just, you know, it's got to make a priority. I, 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 you probably forgot this, but this was a helpful thing for you. Right when we start our church, I'm thinking... I don't know exactly within months probably is when Francis Chen re, oh, yeah. re, re stepped away. And so we visited Simi Valley right before we started and we saw all these little kids, like what, two mm -hmm. or three running all over the chairs. And we're yeah. like, oh, wow. Okay. Guess we're not alone. And they come to find out it was Todd, I think, Nicewanger. Yeah. Yeah. He took, he's one of the, the teaching pastors that took over and it was his kids. He's he came like, and oh. swooped them up and said, hey, whose kids are these? And it was just a beautiful picture of i think that really set the tone for us of okay, like, okay. you know what there's yeah. no expectations on our kids and and our our son just got back from a boys retreat and a lot of the teachers there were just surprised he said he's not like normal pastors kids where they feel like they've got to walk on eggshells they live in this bubble you got to be perfect so we try to just you know yeah. raise our kids with hey same way everyone yeah, else yeah just your kids who knows what your calling is going to be and what's different is I didn't go to seminary. You didn't prepare to be a pastor's wife. I'm mm -hmm. in construction. Mm -hmm. And then from construction, digging ditches, then I'm owning my own construction, heavy equipment, underground company, digging, you know, mm -hmm. excavating, backhoes, trenchers, not really trenchers, excavators, mm -hmm. mini excavators and things like that. And then, <laughs> that, you know, that slows down, get into real estate for a while, do really well. Uh, but had to work seven days a week. Remember that for a few months oh, yes. because mm -hmm. the the bills and and um, I just felt God saying, okay, you know, put some time in here and mm -hmm. and uh, and then that's when He said, okay, you know, you got a year under your belt of this, learning, dealing with large amounts of people, escrow disclosures, bylaws, legal legality, and dealing with people. And now now it's time to plant a church. Like, oh, okay, we don't have any. There's no manual for this, but I the more I pastor, the more I realize I think a pastor should have a lot of real life experience. And they used to mm -hmm. uh, back when pastors were first called, you know, they would go to seminary, which is good if you can. I, I would never put that down. But there's so many things seminaries don't teach you or books on pastoring. It's life experience, being hurt, being broken. Um, and then the pastor's wives, just, just probably, I would say it's the hardest position in the church you know, with the pastor, because, um, you know, you're caring for the, your kids, you're caring for him. You can't really go to a lot of people. You can't vent. Uh, you can't got to be very careful what you say. Somebody might take it the wrong way, could turn into what they would perceive as gossip. Mm -hmm. And you, you kind of just get hurt, sheltered, bombarded with things, you know, and in that time, I think our time alone with the Lord in prayer, that's why I've been able to get up every morning, even up here, you mm -hmm. studying and reading and, and 
if we lose that intimacy with Christ, remembering it's not our ministry. We're not competing with God for my ministry, building numbers and, and look at all the people and look what I do. It's, it's Lord, how do you want to use me? And as long as you keep that humble position, which it's not easy. I'm, I'm human just like everyone else. You know, you look at the numbers. Are they up? Are they down? What's the budget? Uh, offering, tithe, um, numbers, new buildings, which, you know, you got to use wisdom and discernment, but. You also have to get back to the fact that, you know, that, Lord, this is your ministry. What exactly do you want me to do? And I think when we have the right perspective, that's when it's not as stressful. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. hey, this is Absolutely. God's ministry. You know, I'm not going to meet everyone's expectations. I mean, there, there's not a week that goes by. Why don't you do this? Why don't you pastor mm -hmm. like this? Why don't you study like this? I used to go to Chuck Smith's church and he would go through the whole <laughs> Bible. I listened to David Jeremiah online and he talks a lot about end times. And it's just like constant, constant critiquing. But I, I know people. I mean, I'm that way too. And I know that can wear on Morgan. So I keep her away from some of that. Mm -hmm. But also realizing different people have different callings. And you just, you know, be comfortable with your calling, learn from those who love you and speak truth into your life. But, you know, I, I, to me, it's that intimacy with God. If I don't mm -hmm. get that broken, humble, you know, uh, time, then I am just a mess. So mm -hmm. maybe even yeah, talk, talk, talk about that a little bit to pastors, wives, because this is the, we're going to do a different recording. So you might want to listen to that one, 20 years of marriage mm -hmm. tips on that. But this one is, is married in the ministry, but not to the ministry mm -hmm. and the big struggle. I think the pastors, wives, and that's where divorce even even happens yeah. in the church even mm -hmm. amongst pastors is burnout mm -hmm. burnout drives you out yeah that's good so take it from that's there. a good one yeah something you touched on the beginning just the loneliness and uh, that was another lesson boy so many lessons in in this last decade or so of uh, learning learning how to work on this journey but the loneliness though it is a lonely I think I was a little surprised by that, learning that lesson of, you know, you, okay, so we're sitting around Bible studies and I can't go maybe as deep and open up as much as the other women because my husband is their pastor. Uh, you know, when things are going crazy at, at the church or haywire or this situation, that situation, I don't call a member of the church to talk about it because, you know, you want to protect in that area. And so... Uh, there's there can be times of feeling lonely and and you know not everyone has best intentions and not everyone is out to be a, a good friend um, but there are people who are for sure um, and the Lord brings you you know you really only need one or two people uh, to to be a, a close friend um, yeah, and sure. and honestly uh, the Lord obviously I mean there's been times where I've just been in prayer with the Lord and maybe crying a little bit or just you know kind of pity party oh I don't have anyone I can talk to and he's like hello I'm <laughs> I'm your best the best one right here so um you know just realizing that you do have to be a little careful in that area um I think I've learned that lesson um a time or two with yeah. how much I've shared or different things but it's also hard for someone like me who wants to be open. I like to talk to people. I want to be real and raw and, you know, uh, and I I think I am. I think our congregation hopefully would, would feel that from me that's not, you know, any fake or this or that. But in that, you do still have to be guarded. And there's th certain things you don't maybe talk about or different things. Um, or like when yeah. we're having, you know, issues in our oh, own marriage. Who do you go to about time. that? It's been a long hey, time. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. That's <laughs> But we did joke. We haven't argued in, what, four days at all. It's been really good yeah. because we're just doing whatever we want on our anniversary. No, no agenda. kids, no agenda, no problem. Well, yeah. we're still, but yeah. just 
free-flowing, funny. but you can't do this forever. Um, but something else I heard recently, I don't remember where, so I apologize. I can't really um, name the quote or name who said it, but uh, it was recently they said the more people, uh, the, the same amount of people the Lord gives you to love, like the same amount of people that you have to love is the same amount of people you can potentially hurt. And that just really shot to my heart as far as, man, we are entrusted with this body of believers to lead and guide mm-hmm. and direct and and come alongside of and do ministry together and do life together. And the potential of, because mm-hmm. you, you said, yeah, we've been, <laughs> boy, have we been hurt in ministry, but the amount of people that we can potentially us hurt. Like oh, that yeah. was just, it's, it's pretty significant. Man, and like you, it's just a, it's, it's a huge. Well, uh, even, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. And the, the lessons we've learned from that, this might be a good takeaway too, is be quick to listen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, early on, type A personality, get it done, want to address every issue, want to fix every problem. Sometimes you just, you got to err on the side of grace. You have to just respond, not react, take some time. Um, because usually people get wounded from those in leadership because, you know, they look up to them. So your words carry a lot more weight. Mm-hmm. And when they know they've let you down or hurt you or you confront them, um, really, you know, the wounds go deep. And, and and But a lot of people, you know, gosh, looking, that would be a whole nother podcast on, because you know, I obviously have to take some responsibility for the people I've hurt. Um, and I, I would say though, a good, and you know this, I mean, you don't, you actually don't hurt too many people at all, but it's different callings, different personalities, you know, where I, I have to confront where you don't have to, like, oh, you confront them, you talk to them, you deal with it. You, you've made me do a few a of few them. That's, true. that's not, and definitely not my left favorite. Over that kind of, so here's the thing. <laughs> most people get hurt or leave because they don't like, com- they don't like to be lovingly confronted. If we're honest, would you say over, we're at, tw- actually we're at 12 years now too. Not yeah. only is this 20 years, we just celebrated our 12 year church planting mark uh, a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And most of people just, I mean, if, can you imagine if they'd say, you know what? I, I, I need to work on that. Thank you so much. I mean, we'd be a strong family. Oh, you know, I have to, because I'm the pastor. I can't go run anywhere. I'm like, okay, well, thank you. I need to work on that. I'll take it to the Lord. And you get stronger. But, uh, you know, I think most people that are hurt are just not humble because it's hard to get hurt when you're humble. Um, mm. But then, of course, there's obviously there is hurt that happens where, yeah. you know, if you say something, you should clear the clear the air, too, with gossip because that comes up. Gossip is telling someone something they don't need to know. So a lot of times I think pastors or people are confused with or are are. are, are labeled as, well, no, that's gossip. Well, not really. If I have to share it with someone in order to fix the problem, Mm -hmm. or if someone has to come to me and say, hey, this person's feeling this way. How do you want to deal with it? That's not gossip. That's leadership. Mm -hmm. And leadership has to have those hard discussions. And you can tell an attitude of gossip. And we've had to confront that before. And, you know, it just comes with the territory. But I think we're veering off topic a little bit on the Mm -hmm. topic. So the key is uh, some takeaways on this area, too. Balance your time. Um, I, the first for me, the first three hours uh, of my day are guarded. And I read twenty years ago, D. Martin Lloyd Jones said, "Guard, safeguard your mornings." Mm. And fortunately, I've been getting up since I was, you know, a kid in construction, sixteen, seventeen, early. So I've got the first three hours. I try shoot for four a.m. to seven a.m. Just time with God, sermon prep, praying. But also, Jesus said, "When you go into your secret place, that doesn't." He didn't say, "Bring the scroll of Isaiah." He didn't say sing sing some psalms. He said, you and God just do business with God and deal with God. 
And you know what? I'm going to bring this up because I've, I've thought of it three times now and I keep suppressing it because I don't want to talk about this, but I think it's good for people to know this. Um, so you find that quiet time with the Lord. That has to be on your calendar. Pray with your spouse. We've been able to pray up here a lot more than normal and um, prioritize. Okay, God comes first, of course. Sometimes the church does come first. That's what people don't understand. You know, yeah. Never, never, never put the church first. Well, sometimes I need to stop what I'm doing. And you've mm -hmm. got frustrated a few times and rightly so, but... That had to come first, immediate sure. thing, and mm -hmm. um, and I've got frustrated with you mm -hmm. putting the church, the father daughter dance. Oh my lord, she was <laughs> spearheading that thing. VBS, it's like, Lord help me. I mean, I, I don't think I. Bye. I'll see you in a few months. Yeah, Gotta no, go plan VBS. VBS. VBS prep week. I don't even see them because yeah. I'm gone. Then they come home. I'm gone. And then VBS week, unless I go there, they're exhausted. Stuff after. So for two weeks, mm -hmm. that is priority number one. But so many kids coming to know the Lord, baptisms, no big deal. But then, see, that's not where you always err. You mm -hmm. err on the side of where God has you. And then like, okay, I'm safeguarding. We're pretty good with our evenings too. And, and I know some people have said, you know, why doesn't Shane go the Tuesday study for the men? Well, if I go the Tuesday study for the men, I'm gone. And then we've got the Wednesday service. I don't see you guys gone. Then you're, you're gone Thursday at the Titus. Then we usually, something's on Friday, you know, events or Sunday after church, the kids go. So you got to really restructure and say, okay, what is my priority right now? Mm -hmm. And so I think on the topic of married in it, but not to it is it will come first from time to time, but you hold on to that relationship with the Lord. You work on your marriage. You have date nights. You connect with your kids. Do things with your kids. And mm -hmm. that is the health of the marriage, the health of your, your relationship with your kids. The ministry should come from that. Mm -hmm. So that, that's the foundation where a lot of people think, okay, I'm ministering. You know, I've got to work hard. I've got to do all these things for the church. I'm never home. You guys need to deal with it. This is my calling from God. Really, your calling from God is parenting and uh, being a spouse and pastoring mm -hmm. and being a pastor's wife and, and you you can't god's more understanding than your spouse so <laughs> and more understanding than your kids uh, but then you know i have seen people where it's all about family all about family i can't do anything i've got to be with family got to be with my family it's family night family night three times a week for, i mean it's i mean that's that's not healthy either mm -hmm. but then you have the person who's always busy 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 so yeah. what I keep what i keep ignoring and then you can go on okay. is what has really helped me and morgan you guys ready for this? What is it? I'm nervous. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Not on hurting people. I mean, it has to do with hurting people. I think hurting each other, prioritizing when we both get off of, oh say my it. gosh, caffeine. Caffeine. Lord help me. Lord help us. So I, people get mad at me when I talk about this, but if you Dude, can enjoy, so if you can enjoy a cup of, good, good for you, go for yeah. it. But I'm telling you, most people... It jacks them up yeah. like it makes them ear. I just even had a little green tea yeah. and I feel like, <laughs> bah, 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 bah. you know, you get antsy will, or irritable. And so that has really helped our marriage. I will talk about that for a minute because you, got back you catch on it, all the flack for this. Too. You really oh, do. Anytime, anytime he talks about this, people get mad. And I understand because sometimes it's I convicting. get mad. <laughs> it's convicting. It, well, not even convicting, but it's, you don't want, like, for me, I'm like, for the love of Pete, it's just a Dr. Pepper or an iced tea or a cup of coffee. Like, why? Like, I'm not out doing, you know, heroin or something. Like, why can't I just enjoy this thing? Well, disclaimer, However, disclaimer. Well, no. well, oh. And you can. So, oh, yeah, I don't know people sure. think that we're like, we're like, we're not saying people can't. We're saying, oh. yeah, do whatever you want. Yeah, I don't mean you're saying I can't. I mean, in general, like the health. So, now I'm talking about like the. Oh, the, how it makes like you the, angry and irritable. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm not talking about, yeah, let's just clarify that right out the gate. People, I can drink. Because people, I, at, I can have at, a doctor at women's events, with women's events, they'll be like, oh, 
don't have that. Pastor Shane's here. like, what are yeah. you guys oh, talking about? Oh, I'm going to tell Who Shane. Cares? I'm like, oh my goodness. Who cares? I'll buy but, your Starbucks. Uh, yeah. um, no. Here's your cake pop yeah. and I actually don't frappuccino <laughs> caramel latte, whatever. Yeah. No. So I mean, as far as like, I have learned over the years, it does affect me. And that's when I start getting mad. Like, oh, what? You know, it's so just ridiculous. It makes me so mad. But it's funny because I had, I went a year without caffeine and you know, there's definitely still, you still have mood swings here and there. And I mean, yeah. you're not walking on cloud nine, but I noticed a marked difference and you probably did too. So then, you know, I get to that year and I'm like, praise God, I can reward myself. So then I got back on caffeine, whether it was, and we're not talking, I don't do a ton. Yeah. I'll do like one iced tea a day or one Dr. Pepper a day or something like that. But day. after I'm, yeah. after I'm doing that for several days in a row, man, you can ask our kids, you can ask Shane, like, you can ask myself. Like I, I just start losing it. Oh, like I'm fear. So I don't important. want any. I so my love language. One of them is physical touch. You get me on a week, no, two weeks, three me. weeks of caffeine. Yeah. Like the kids will start to. I'm like, don't touch ma. Like oh, I'm just very agitated, very annoyed, well, very easily. Why, um, and then well, real quick, and then also anxiety. Like oh, yeah. um, I start to start feeling very anxious. You know, the sky is falling, little things, little tiny molehills I'll make into a mountain. And then eventually I'll, I'll go, what is my problem? And I'll realize, oh, I've been having something every day. So I just recently was in the process of, you know what, this is just, th- to me, this is the devil. This I'm not saying for everyone, like you said, some people can enjoy it and not feel like this. I'm just speaking from personal experience. Tell me, I'm like, man, that stuff's the devil. Get away from me because the way it changed me, the way it makes me feel, I just got to get away from it. So then you wean off of it, and then all those things are compounded times 10. Then I'm really oh, irritable. Then the anxiety, yeah, you then all of it. it. So, and here's why this is so important. We're not going off in some weird rabbit trail. We're talking about hurting people. Yeah. We're talking about dealing with stress in the ministry, wanting mm-hmm. to quit, anxiety, depression. It's a central nervous stimulant. It's a drug. And so maybe not caffeine. Maybe look at... Um, are you having to relax at night with a few drinks? Um, are you a sugar addict? Uh, because sugar has a, I mean, with insulin levels and, and all, I mean, I don't want to get into that. But it, it, I guess the point would be, how are you taking care of your body? Because that affects, I'm just reading a book right now. It's on pastoral theology. And he has a whole chapter dedicated on uh, taking care of your physical and mental health. Because it affects the ministry big time. So if this resonates with you, if you're irritable with people, sh- uh, short-tempered, uh, you just can't sit still and ir- irritable with your kids and others, man, I'm telling you, this will make a huge difference. Because anything that gives you the opposite of the fruit of the Spirit is detrimental to yeah. ministry. So anyway. Just be prepared and wean off slowly. Cold turkey is not usually a great, yeah. great uh, course. Um, I think my closing thought going back to kind of at the beginning when we were talking about um, you know, different seasons and, um, maybe, you know, maybe your husband is, does have to be away more for ministry or just different things. And so you find yourself frustrated. Something Ruth Graham said a long time ago, and I am going to completely butcher it because I don't remember her exact quote, but I remember the principle and the idea of it was something like, um, you know, someone was asking her about Billy being gone so long. And, um, she said something to the extent of, I would rather be married to Billy and see him six months out of the year than be married to anyone else and see them every day. Something like that. Do you remember her quote? Um, And so I've thought of that a few times over the years of, yeah, I would, I would rather be married to Shane, even when he's, you know, 
doing this, doing that, out, you know, all, all the things that you're involved in, I'm all really the things the Lord has. Because I say no to a lot of things. No, yeah. yeah, you don't travel as much as you have been invited for sure. But even Africa, even sometimes Ireland, when you're counsel, home, yeah. but you're still oh, busy. very yeah, busy. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah. just just that principle of remembering. Okay, this is the one that God gave me. I, how can I best cherish it and appreciate it? And then, yeah, there's seasons where I've I've had to say, mm-hmm. hey, you know, I'm feeling a little neglected, or the kids, or this or that. But overall, I think I think because you set out in the beginning. Um, and really set boundaries at the beginning of ministry. I think that has you helped a lot. Helped a, a great deal. <laughs> I blew it in my twenties. So, um, so yeah. And you said it earlier. A good thing isn't always a God thing. So I think pastors need to find out. Okay, Lord, what exactly do you want me to do? Because they want me to run for what hospital board or governor or mayor of Lancaster. I'm like, oh yeah. I mean, I. Okay, but that's going to take up so much time. Okay, even on articles. Lord, do you want me to take a break for a month or two, focus on my kids? Even on this podcast, mm-hmm. taking a break on podcasts. And Lord, what do you want me to do? What's, what, what have you created me to do? And then you fulfill that purpose. But also something you just said is key. Remember, there are seasons. So don't beat yourself up in this mm-hmm. particular season. I just re- remembered. Some of you know, I'm, I'm friends with Pastor Jack Hibbs. He texted me while I'm up here and an uh, article he wrote about Newsome. And then, his, you know, I know he's traveling. I'm like, that I could never do, he's just gone all the time. But then well, his kids are gone out of the house. Right. And it's the, wife, the last event we saw him at, his wife was there, you guys talked, and, and mm. they can do this, and that's his calling. Um, but if you've got, if you've got a, kind of a young marriage and young kiddos, I would say that is the priority right now. Mm. And um, it's a no-brainer. You don't build relationships with the opposite sex on either mm. side. I've yeah. seen women's pastors drawn away mm. by men in the congregation, yeah. but men... Um, you just, you know, and you share pages if you need to, your phone, my phone sits on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, you let, you're open about struggles, mm-hmm. um, open door policy we have for our el- elders. So that's helpful. You know, our elders know they can just walk up to Morgan and say, Hey, how are things going? Really going in the marriage? And, um, you know, sometimes I think over the years, we're glad they didn't at certain points because, <laughs> you know, you just, gosh, you know, you get something's going like mainly over scheduling, like. You know, if I'm planning on leaving for church, no, remember, you got to take the kids in the morning or drop this off first. I'm like, oh, I don't have time to do that. And then you get frustrated and irritable. And then if you have the coffee, it doesn't help. So um, just go with the flow, open door policy, but be encouraged. If I don't know where you're at right now, but you could be in a hard season about ready to quit. You never quit in, yeah. in an emotional state. If God leads you out, he might lead you out. He might lead you to a different ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know in my area, half, at least half the church plants of friends of mine in 12 years, have failed. Mm-hmm. If they're, they they're no longer exist. I can mm-hmm. name four right now, just in our area. Um, and see, in my head, I'm like, oh, failed is a sad, is a hard word. Is there a different word we yeah, can use? Yeah, let's use, let's use, <laughs> God chose to uh, use them. Well, that's a good point <laughs> I because know. I believe God will use, um, and Pastor Abram's been open about this too. I, I actually didn't have him in mind at all on this one. He was in South, he was in oh, yeah. Inglewood. Uh-huh. And the lessons he learned, by that church plant are yeah. invaluable. There is no other way you could get that education. Mm-hmm. And so I believe God used that, open it up, a couple years of just, man, hard knocks, hard knocks so hard Erica, knocks. what a blessing they are. Both mm-hmm. are just growing, just so proud of both of them and their kids. And then so they closed down that and then came to be a part of Westside. And from that education of that church plant, God is really using. Mm-hmm. So I should, that's a good point. 
a couple of the church plants have failed in our area because the sure. pastors. Um, I remember talking. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna start a church and do it the right way. Okay, <laughs> okay, hot shot. You watch where that pride takes you. But if it's just, hey, God, this is a different season. Um, God's closing it down. Um, God's gonna move us on, and the heart's right. You're not making it a decision out of um, emotional distress mm-hmm. or, or duress. I guess mm-hmm. this is you know and. And uh, God can do that. So anyway, 30 minutes, that's pretty good. I don't know wow. if you have any thoughts that you want to end with. I, I think I got everything in there and it'll help. I mean, the key is intimacy with Christ. If that relationship suffers, the marriage is going to suffer. Seeking God early in the morning or if you're a late night person, you know, in the evening and you you, you ask him, you know, I'm not going to, until I get orders from headquarters, yeah. you know, I'm not going to move out on too big of a project. So intimacy with God breaks me. Serving humbles me. Yeah. And... um <clears throat> staying in God's word, applying in, uh, on God, God's word is the practical application that gets us through life. And mm-hmm. so weathering the storms. I mean, we've had, if I could have quit, oh, if I could have quit and I was, let's say my parents left me millions and I could retire. <laughs> oh my, 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 my. I would say without exaggerating what a dozen times in 12 years, yeah, once, a year. once a year. Yeah, once a year. But you know, you, you take a drive and listen to worship. And you're like, Lord, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, um, pastors unplugged is the podcast subscribe to it, share it with other pastors. And, um, we do reach a lot of pastors on Facebook, Instagram, social media, listening to the sermons. And so I'd love to hear from you at shaneidleman.com. If you are struggling somehow, some way, mm-hmm. um, and maybe we can get you with the right help. Um, anything from, you know, addiction or whatever. I've, mm-hmm. I actually got all my books are free. 12 books are free at westsidechristianfellowship.org, westsidechristianfellowship.org, everything from fasting, to, I mean, uh, addictions, desperate for more of God. It's all there. Free downloads on the church website only, though. So we're good? We're good. All right. All right. Thank you you for this episode of Pastors Unplugged. If you need additional support, you can visit my website, shaneidleman.com, where I will also write about many of the topics that we will be discussing. Sermons and free downloads of my books are also available at westsidechristianfellowship.org. That's westsidechristianfellowship.org. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. El Paseo Publications proudly supports the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network. We are committed to quality in Christian publication. Free ebooks can be found at westsidechristianfellowship.org under free ebooks. Books such as What Works for Men and What Works for Young Adults will help readers understand that the obstacles ahead are never greater than God's power to take you through. Books such as What Works When Diets Don't and Feasting and Fasting demonstrate how health can be achieved from a biblical perspective. Other free books such as Answers for a Confused Church and Desperate for More of God show the importance of fully surrendering our lives to Christ. And One Nation Above God is a must-read for anyone concerned about the direction of America. Again, free downloads of these eBooks are available at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We are happy about partnering with the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network.